If you're just joining us today, we've been talking about investment trusts, financial tools that allow investors to grow their wealth via the stock market with minimal risk. I'm Wayne Nelson, and you're listening to Talk to the Experts. With me on the phone from London, England, is Sherry McMillan of McMillan Estate Planning. The McMillan team will once again be hosting virtual seminars coming up on Wednesday, November 18th, and Wednesday, December 2nd, both days at 6.30 p.m. to talk with you about estate or life planning. To register, contact McMillan Estate Planning at 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours or online at the website at macmillanestate.com. That's Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Sherry, we've talked about this on previous shows. Billions of dollars in assistance programs have been spent in our country to help Canadians and businesses that have been left struggling in the wake of COVID-19 protocols. And as you and I have talked about previously, sooner or later, the tax man is going to come calling. Now, just before the break, we were talking about investment trusts as a way to minimize tax. And I'd like to continue that discussion, if we could, on the benefits of an investment trust. And I want to talk about some of the downsides as well, because I don't think we've addressed that before. So let's uh, continue on the benefit side of an investment trust. Sure. So just um, springing forward, of course, the principal guarantee is always the driving factor. But one additional benefit that happens inside investment trusts is as you make profit, you can actually make that profit part of your principal guarantee without triggering income tax. So that's a very favorable um, outcome in an estate. So we're going to have, you know, 25% of the time the market's negative, but 75% of the time the markets are positive. And when they're positive, what we do is we go into the investment for portfolios in trust law and we call it refreeze them at the highest point. So that's the new guarantee now in the estate. So when we do weather a negative downturn again, your frozen point is one of the highest peak points in the year. So that can be a fantastic opportunity for all of us. The next one I think is not well understood, but is important in retirement because many people shifting into retirement that have created affluence continue to work part-time or stay on boards of directors or snowbird. And so some of the risks that they have associated with their estate, Wayne, is what we call a credit or liability risk. It means that, you know, if if they're on a board and they're sued or if their work causes them some sort of liability. And I always tease my clients and say, you know, if you're one of the snowbirds that drive those motorhomes that have no special driver's license in the United States and you get in an accident, you know, where does that leave your estate? And so one of the wonderful opportunities in trust law is when we use a trust to design our estate, we actually put a fence around our estate and it becomes private and lawsuit protected from all kinds of credit risks that we could face in life. And so it's a very safe way to hold our estate during our retirement phase of life. And so we always encourage our families to do a mathematical calculation and say, you know, depending on the income stream you want to create for your lifestyle, at least that minimum amount to be designed inside the trust so that you know you're safeguarded from market downturns and any kind of you know, life risk that could be associated with your estate. All right. So I like the principal guarantee part. I like the growth protection uh, of your assets, your, your reset, the, that, that refreeze, the, the creditor, the lawsuit protection. 
those are all positives, but there's got to be some downsides. There's always a pros and cons somewhere, Sherry. Uh, so, so what are some of the downsides, if we could talk about those? Certainly. So the last benefit before I move into the downsides is that your estate does not have to go through probate. And so it does naturally transfer to your loved ones within about 30 days of passing. So you eliminate that workload for your family. But all of that, just like you're saying, Wayne, does come with a cost. So the negative is generally that you will pay approximately half a point more for this kind of design in your estate plan than you would if you were doing investment planning through the Bank Act of Canada. So let's say your portfolios, you are paying a management fee of 1% to 2%. You could expect that your management fee, because it's all insured, because it does bypass probate, and because it's lawsuit protected, you're going to forego about a half a point uh, a year on your rate of return to accomplish those benefits. So that's the prominent negative. I always say to families, though, if you're not risking your capital and you're only risking your rate of return, then you'll weight your investment design differently to make that up. And so although that is a negative, there is a way to circumvent that problem by simply the way in which you balance your asset allocation. So the second one, though, that I think is important, and I think it's really important, is obviously control is important for most families who've created wealth in retirement. And the reason for that is a lot of times they come from a business acumen, and so one of the things or one of the hobbies often for families is to do trading, um, stock trading. And so it can be an interest in the family during their retirement phase of life. In trust law, because it is insured, there's particular investments that wouldn't qualify. And so sometimes... Uh, what I recommend to most families is you could have both. You don't have to select one side of the coin or the other. You can actually create both so that you don't give up a hobby or an interest because we didn't work hard to get to retirement to forego those you know, wonderful experiences in life. And then the other prominent one I would say is we've got to look at the taxation and the commissions attached to your banking instruments comparatively to trust law. Because traditionally in trust law, they're set up without the commissions and ultimately some tax planning associated with it. But that's not true in bank law. And so sometimes we have to be quite methodical, Wayne, about how we approach that and potentially over a year or two to mitigate the taxation that may occur to shuffle value from bank law into trust. And so it's just about being quite methodical and strategic it's not that we can't overcome it, but these are some of the obstacles that we have to contemplate to get the benefits. All right. So it does require some professional management skill. And that's why yeah. they, people would call in folks like yourself at McMillan Estate Planning. That's right. And the, the good part is hopefully most of us are going to have a few decades during retirement. So all of this work we find most of our families accomplished in the first year or two of building their estate design. So it's not, you know, a 20-year project or anything like that. But there's just some mind that will go into it based on how you have personally built your estate and what the consequences of that is in the way in which you want to transition to a safer approach. Okay. Now, we have talked about how people can protect their money using the, the trusts. Uh, can they grow their wealth? They, you know, you, you said that, yes, you've got an asset protection, uh, but there is always a risk component as well. So can we grow the wealth 
without taking on some risk? That's a, a wonderful question, and I always, you know, have found in observing the fact that most families, when they've created wealth, have created in three main categories, Wayne. They've created it through business, real estate, and blue-chip dividend. And so I encourage our families to continue that pattern during retirement so that they still continue to get growth. Because if you think about the fact that some of us will live to 100, and if we were retiring at, say, 60, that's four decades still. So you don't want your estate to be static, and you don't want to not grow, but you want to be cautious about how you do it. And so we normally recommend that we build you a five-year cash flow structure so we know how you're going to spend your wealth for the next five years. And then the predominant portion of your estate can still be growing and growing in a tax-effective manner. And one of the opportunities we have in Canada, which is so lovely, is that we have a tax exemption called the maximum tax range, and we're allowed to have 25% of our estate grow tax-free. I call it the giant tax-free savings account for companies. So everybody knows about it when it comes to the small tax-free savings account that we have personally, but not too many people know that if they own a business that they can take advantage of the maximum tax range. Interesting. And that can be a sizable benefit for many of us. Sure, 25%. That's pretty good. And and can it that is. and can that amount be passed on, Sherry? Yeah, so you know, just to give you a, a sense of it, we were just helping a family recently uh, in the month of October, and uh, their estate is sizable in the, in the range of twenty million, and we did the maximum tax range. So, you know, that means that five million of their twenty million can grow tax free, and they're around sixty. And so we've done some calculations, and what that actually means to them as a family is. Even if that $5 million only doubles twice in their lifetime, that means it's going to go to $5 million to $10 million to $20 million. That's $20 million in their estate that will be exiting their estate tax-free. So if you think about it, they could spend the full $15 million they have remaining in their lifetime and enjoy life, and their children will still inherit $20 million tax-free. So this is not an opportunity to miss. It's a wonderful opportunity. And as estate planners, Wayne, we're suspicious, you know, rightfully so, that because we are going to require collecting a future tax um, with all the spending we've had, and rightfully so, we've had to spend. Um, but, you know, these are areas that the government may cherry-pick off very quickly and say you are not allowed to utilize these options because they're designed for the high-net-worth families. But it can be a, a really fantastic opportunity so one of the things that we're doing with our families this year in 2020 is we're solidifying the maximum tax range for every business owner and every affluent family. Um, to me, anybody that has a net worth of $10 million or more, whether they own a business or not, this has complete application too. All right. Sherry, another break. We're running up against the clock here. The McMillan team will be hosting virtual seminars on November 18th and December 2nd at 6.30 p.m. To register for these seminars, contact McMillan Estate Planning, 1-833-266-6464 during weekday office hours. Or visit the website for more information. It's macmillanestate.com. Sherry McMillan is my guest today, and we'll be back with more on Talk to the Experts. 